0: welcome back to real estate coaching radio and of course we are your hosts, tim and julie harris julie welcome to today's show
1: thank you it's always a pleasure to be here another exciting month in front of us great radio shows planned so it's always fun to share the call with you
0: a couple quick reminders for everyone and thank you julie a couple quick reminders for everyone remember if you did not call the expired listings over the change of the Mm -hmm. month we got nothing but good reports from Uh, students across the country that there were more expires than everyone anticipated. That's normal. A lot of overpriced uh, listings hit the market in the spring as you guys know, and those were the ones that were expiring over the change of the month. It's not too late for you to go and start calling those guys. And I'll just tell you the quickest and easiest way for you to do it. I'm going to break it down into three simple steps. Number one, use our expired scripts. Now there's an expired script and then there's the expired script zingers and then there's the expired uh, pre, you know then there's the seller prequalification. So existing coaching students definitely use the expired script. Don't wing it. Number two, absolutely positively you want to subscribe to mojo because mojo is going to get you the expireds. They're going to check to see if they've been relisted. They're going to give you some days on the market information, all the stuff that you need that normally would take you hours to find it uh, doing research on your own. Mojo is going to do, and the best part is Mojo's got a really cool um, predictive dialer. So it it takes the guesswork out, to be honest with you. And the third thing you need to do is just basically make a commitment to doing it. Um, Now by doing it, I don't mean the first two things because that's easy. I mean the last thing, which is actually picking up the phone and calling the expireds. And don't consider yourself done until you've actually taken one expired listing. So here's the amazing thing about expireds. You will obviously uh, get a lot of folks who are going to say, you know, since it expired three or four days ago, they're going to say, I got a lot of phone calls, I got a lot of this, I got a lot of that. What we know is statistically, and I don't remember the exact number, so I'm just going to kind of bottom line it for you, is virtually every single expires, expired relists within like the first 60 days and those that don't relist within six months. So even if you come across a lot of these expires where they say they're taking off the market, they're going to run it out, they're this, that, the other, don't believe them. Well, Maybe they believe they're going to do those things, but we know statistically Not they're actually long, going to put it back. Right, exactly. They might believe that you know, they're going to keep it and make it into a rental. But, Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact that you want to keep the property as a rental. You know what? That might be the best thing for you. Being a, a, a landlord could be a very you know, smart move. But let me ask you a real quick question. If I were to swing by with a buyer, a buyer who wanted to purchase the house at your price, Closer are on your schedule and this buyer had no issues with the appraisal, no issues with the inspection, no issues whatsoever. In other words, Mr. Seller, this is the buyer you've been hoping for. You'd at least consider selling the house to him, wouldn't you? And of course, the seller will say yes. And then you say, and the next line of the script is, okay, well, fantastic, Mr. Seller. So if this buyer were to buy your house, where are you going next? And then you get into the pre-qualification aspect of the script. Guys, it's easy. I promise you it's easy. Don't be intimidated by the fact that other agents are doing it. Because the the reality is, other agents might be picking up the phone, but they're doing they're making the calls very uh, poorly. In other words, they don't have a script; they're just winging it. They're just hoping that their personality is somehow gonna you know win the day. They don't have any discipline about it. So don't be intimidated. Always and forever, one of the easiest ways to take listings is always going to be expired. So get your head screwed on straight about that. So there's that. The second thing I want to share with you before we get to today's topic, well, two other things, real quick. Is definitely go back and listen to the show we did last Thursday. A lot of controversy has erupted over that show, and it's one of my favorite topics basically um, talking about teams. You know, Julie and I are advocates of building a real estate team, but we want you to build what we call a smart team. In other words, build a team around having at least a thirty or forty percent profit margin, which is not what most people do. Most people build the team and hope that the transactions come. I want you guys to do it the exact opposite, so you can basically be making yourself rich along the way. As you know, you're going to help hundreds, if not thousands, of folks in your real estate career, and you're going to want to build a team and add staff. Do it around the idea that you're going to, you know, your end result is going to be you're building lots of wealth for yourself. That doesn't happen by accident. You have to do it intentionally. So go and listen to that radio show because you're going to hear somebody who I think he did a very effective job. Of sort of explaining the existing paradigm, uh, you know, but it basically, I think, really got um, over marketed. And a lot of people are just blindly following the idea that in order to be successful in real estate, you have to build a team. The reality is, you don't. And I want you guys to be able to make your own decisions based on an argument from both, you know, from all facets before you just automatically assume that that's the path you should be on. The, top, the number one agent in Prudential, some of the top agents in the country don't have teams. They might have one or two admins, but they do not have teams. They do not market themselves as having a team. Um, and then the flip side to it is there's people that are doing massive volume that do have teams, but their net from the transactions is less than 20% typically. So you know, in most markets, the average sale price is $200,000. You make a million dollars in commission selling $200,000 houses. You've sold a lot of houses. Well, guess what? For the most part, most of the people with teams, when they sell a million dollars to the real estate, their team does, they're basically uh, netting to themselves, ready for it, guys, around two hundred grand before taxes. So the question I have, and this is a kind of an interesting mindset shift for those of you who think that the only path you should follow is building a team, is do you think it, it would uh, be easier for you to personally sell, say, $250,000 of real estate, netting yourself 200000 or do you think it'd be easier to build a team that eventually gets you the same result? Well, I'll tell you for sure, it'll be easy for you to do it yourself um, and doing it around listing. So again, open your mind to the many different ways you can make money in real estate. There's, frankly, making the money in real estate is easy. It's the keeping of the money that you make that so many agents struggle with. So along those lines, Julie and I have a really great topic. We started this on, I think, July 1st, Julie. And it's yeah. basically looking at the next six months of 2015. Now, the reality of it is is a lot of you are ahead of where you expected to be, and I hear this across the board from coaching clients. You, know, you guys are exceeding your expectations, having fantastic years, and that's exciting. So this call is for you. So if you're ahead of your expectations, this call is definitely for you. If you're on track for your goals, you're following your real estate treasure map and you're on track for your goals, well, that's great. This call is also for you. And the third category of folks are for the people that basically are way behind where they hope to be. Um, And we jokingly, but I realized it wasn't even a joke, put in a fourth group that this call was for, those who don't have any goals and are just kind of like letterless in the middle of an ocean, not knowing what direction this call is also for you. What I want you to do is I want you to accept the fact that this, the reality, just accept this. Your 2016 has already started. So we're halfway through 2015. Your next year has already started. Because of the fact that it's going to take you Uh, The process of building momentum takes longer than you think. And the analogy I always give that seems to, I think, resonate with a lot of folks is the idea of a plane taking off. The simple question is, is when does the plane use most of its fuel? At takeoff, when it's cruising or when it's landing. And the obvious answer is obviously at takeoff. The problem is, is if you wait until next year, spring of 2016, to start loading your plane, let let alone taking off, it's already too late. Because the top agents in your marketplace have already reached cruising altitude because they started to take off six months prior. Get it? So if you find that the struggle to get your business going again, or at least getting it to the point where you have cruising altitude, is getting harder, it's because the nature of the market is changing. Because there's more agents getting into the business, because of a whole bunch of other reasons. So you've got to be resetting your expectations that you can somehow magically, you know, basically start your year again at the beginning of the calendar year. Don't do it that way. That's how everyone else does it. Do the exact opposite. Listen to what we're saying on this, the rest of today's radio show. Go back and listen to the first part of this radio show we did a few days ago. And then put those two together and realize that your next year has already started. Make the next six months of this year the best six months of your life. Have that be your mindset. And then you will we'll be stunned and amazed what 2016 will be like for you. guys success in anything is 90% mindset, you know, 10% skill set. That's the truth. I wouldn't have said that. You know, Julie and I talked about this the other day. Neither one of us would have said that when we started our coaching careers, you know, over 10 years ago, more like 15 years ago now, because we thought it was more skill set than mindset. But we've realized over time that if you've got somebody that's got a great mindset and a low skill set, they will win So ultimately, if you have great skills and a really powerful mindset, you are unstoppable. So with that in mind, Julie, where did we leave off?
1: Okay, perfect. So where we left off, we had gone through some number crunching. Where was I so far this year? What have I done versus where I need to be? And that will help you determine are you off track, on track, ahead of track, or clueless? Those were our four categories. So assuming that you have crunched those numbers, and if you missed the previous radio show, we did that in great detail. So you can go back and catch that and get caught up. So that brings you to, all right, the next 90 days will – I'm sorry, 6 months. And you can certainly do it for 90 days. You could even do it for 30 days. The point is that you are doing some very specific goal setting. But at this point, you are making the commitment that this will be the best 6 months of your real estate career. What's it gonna take to get you there? So we move into some pretty specific goal setting. Why are you doing this? When, I, when you accomplish what you stated, so at this point in your goal uh, setting and your plan, because this is your six month plan, at this point you will have said, I will take this many listings. I will get this many buyers in contract. If you've got a lot of listing inventory already, you may have a price reduction goal that you've gotta hit. I will close this much money which will require me to do this many deals. So you've got those specific numbers. Now you're going to remind yourself why this is so important to you. So choose some big goals. You know, Tim, we always talk about goals in five areas of life, so that's a good place to start. If you've never really set specific goals before, you can start by saying what you don't want. I often hear, and I think you do too, is I don't want to live from a deal to a deal to a deal or a set of deals, you know, two or three deals at a time, feast and famine, cash spurts versus cash flow. So if that's not what you want, that ties right into your goals, meaning you've got to know what your monthly burn rate is, what it costs you to meet or exceed your goals on top of just paying your bills. And for most people that means they've got to you know, anywhere from do what they're doing, what they know they can do, but do it consistently, right? So if it takes you four deals a month to not just pay your bills, but to actually have the lifestyle of your dreams, and you know that you've done that maybe three or four times in the past, maybe the goal is to do it consistently, which means you've got to become a better listing agent. For example, for some of our uh, coaching clients, it just means adding a deal or two per month consistently. It's not always – going from zero to hero. you know. Uh, now if you just got your license, you've got a different story. If you're coming back to it, different story. The point is that you will have a personal specific numbers goal. So now you're going to remind yourself what is it that is driving you. Is it going on a great trip to Europe because you've always wanted to go there and you're going to pay cash for that? Is it upgrading your car? Is it a family vacation? Maybe you just want to really spoil your family during the holidays. So we get back to goals in five areas of life to sort of unlock the gears, which would be financial, family, physical, educational, and spiritual. What's important to you? Now, some categories you might have five things, you know, really very specific, especially in the financial category. Other things you might just say, you know what, I've always wanted to commit to. Maybe uh, I want to start going to church every Sunday and I want to really look into that. I've never done that. And that's one really big goal under the spiritual category. It can mean that you're going to start to meditate, many different things. The point is that you actually are putting these in writing as things that are important to you. So Tim, if somebody's really never done this or they haven't done it for a really long time, where would you suggest that they start? Maybe they just have a blank page in front of them.
0: Well, Jules, do you remember the first time you and I did this when we first got married? I mean, Julie and I have been mm-hmm. married 24 years this year, by the way. Have you thought about that, 24 years?
1: I have. <laughs> I hope they're going to send presents, by the way. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's true. 20, yeah. We should be getting anniversary presents. That's true.
1: I'm telling you. Absolutely.
0: I, we need to have the producer put a link to our home address so they can send us nice there presents. You go. Anyway, it's this September. But in any event, when you and I first started setting goals when we first got married, I remember the first time we came across the five categories of life. You know, this, it, it, it was, I think we were like 20, we were basically right out of college.
1: 20 something. So mm-hmm.
0: um, I, I remember we, you and I basically made the mistake of trying to set too many goals. And I remember mm-hmm. we had like, you know, dozens of goals under each category. And it just was, it was good. It was nice. It was cool that we were talking about all these types of things. But eventually over time, what we realized was if you whittle it down and just focus on, you know, five goals, and then, maybe some goals will have um, some categories will have more goals than others here 's a thought like so if you go to a gym today and you see somebody that is like in incredible condition, you know just absolutely you know perfect physical specimen of everything that you desire to be, well, for them to get in that condition, they probably are working out you know hours and hours per week, hours and hours per month, which means other things are coming at a cost. So let's say 2 years ago the person set a goal that they want to, you know, compete in an Ironman or they want to compete in a whatever whatever and they want to get in such good condition that it, the best peak physical condition of their lives to the extent that they realize it's going to be meaning sac- it will require sacrifice in other categories. So because somebody's spending that much time at the gym, that means they're probably not spending as much time at the office, or they're probably maybe sacrificing some time that they would be otherwise spending on uh, spirituality or family, or you guys get the idea. So what happens is throughout life, and this is not a judgment thing. This is just I'm not saying that person at the gym is bad or good. I'm just saying depending on what your what is important to you in your life, you will find that you will oftentimes have a lot more. Say it's typical with salespeople to have a lot more financial goals, and that's fantastic. And then as you get older you might have more spiritual goals. Or frankly, as you become wealthier and you don't need to think about money as often as you used to, and you choose not to think about money as as much as you used to, you might choose to put more priorities on your family. A lot of you are at that place now where you, you know, you basically are financially set, you're financially comfortable, you're financially you've got enough stakes in the freezer, i. e. savings that you don't really need to worry about um, you know, money like you did say ten years ago. Congratulations, that's fantastic. So now you're spending more time on, um, you know, spirituality, or you're learning to, you know, meditate, or you're going to church more. You're reading the Bible. You guys, so get in clear in your head that there's not a pre-prescribed uh, number of goals to have under each category, and it's perfectly normal, depending on how old you are, frankly, depending on um, you know, oftentimes it's how well off you are financially, depending on where in the country you are, depending on all kinds of different variables, it's normal for you to have maybe 10 goals under one category maybe only two or one under another category. Maybe under family right now at this particular point in your life, you don't have any specific goals. Maybe your only goal is to maintain the relationships that you've built with your family. And so you have a goal of calling, let's say, your parents once a week. Or you have a goal of maybe going to one family reunion per year, those types of things. So don't overwhelm yourself, but the main thing is, is what Julie's about to talk with you about, it's not okay just to have a written down goal, as she was just giving you guys some suggestions of financial goals, like spoiling your family for the holidays. That's a goal that everyone should have. Make it the best holiday season, you know, best Christmas season really for, that they've ever experienced, ever. Well, okay, how much money is that gonna cost? So you're thinking five grand probably. Well, double it, no, triple it, right? So you're going to make this the Christmas that all other Christmases are benchmarked against. You're going to spoil them. You're going to take pictures. This is going to be something that everybody remembers forever. Okay. So you have to now save after taxes $15,000. So a goal is a dream with an action plan. You at the goal. Now the second part of this is creating what the action plan is. Uh, first thing you need is you need a date. When are you going to have it accomplished by? So let's say, for example, you want the money in your possession by – I don't know, November 25th or November 30th or whatever. So you're going to have the money in your position by a specific date. So you're not going to be, you know, you don't want to accumulate debt. You're not going to be putting your Christmas presents and whatnot on, um, you know, I'm not trying to be religiously insensitive here. I realize not everyone's a Christian, but still just for the sake of conversation, I realize you guys don't want to put your uh, Christmas presents on a credit card. You're going to pay cash, right? So you have to have the money in your possession by the end of November. So by the end of November, you're going to have X thousands of dollars. Okay, now you have a specific end date. A goal is a dream with an action plan. Now you need the action plan. You See what I'm doing here, guys? Goals must be measurable, specific, and written down regularly, or at least reviewed regularly. So now the action plan is quite simple because we're in such an incredible business. For you to have um, the money saved to spoil your family rotten for uh, Christmas, you need to sell how many houses in addition to what you'd already have set aside according to your business plan. In many markets, it's one, it's two, it's three.
1: Tim, let me stop you right there because sometimes people will say, well, I just need to sell one for a million dollars and I'll be set. Well, (laughs) okay. So we can't really predict that, but we do hear that from time to time. So when you're figuring out, okay, you get your 15 grand in addition to your normal stuff, well, just simply take your average net commission to you and use that. That is based on your past performance. That's what you're likely to sell, so let's keep it reality-based. And that's how you figure out how many units. I just wanted to jump in there, Tim, because sometimes people think, well, you know, I'm just going to wait until that big one comes, and then that's how I'll fund what I need to do. The, the likelihood of that happening or being able to predict that is slim to none, so you've got to let go of that thought and get back into reality.
0: Right, I get it. I agree. So um, there, that's the idea again. Have a, a you know a goal specifically written down. Don't assume you need a huge number of goals under each category. Develop an action plan how to accomplish it. And guys, by the way, um, we give you uh, the real estate treasure map, which is our business plan, and we give you our other book, which is called Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. If you guys are familiar with the title, because Napoleon Hill wrote the original Think and Grow Rich, another fantastic book. All you guys should be. Uh, reading, if not listening to. So we give you those books free when you request a free coaching call. So it, all you got to do is go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcalls, uh, plural, foragents.com. And when you request a free coaching call, literally, we just send you links and you can download uh, and read the books at your leisure. Now, we do sell the books on Amazon. And if you'd like to go on Amazon and buy the books, that's fine. I don't know why you would, though, because you know we're going to give them to you for free. And the other thing a lot of you guys have been asking me questions about is our student loan program. Our student loan program has been extended, so now we're going to be offering it at least for the next six months. And Here's the idea. You can actually get into our breakthrough coaching program now. This is the coaching program that basically is our premier coaching program, your own private coach, a call every week, all kinds of other stuff. You get along with it. You read about it on the website. But you can actually get into that program now for only $179 a month if you use the student loan program. So when you request your free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, you'll learn more about that. Um, So Julie, with this business plan, with having specific written down goals with action plans, when they've uh, taken on the, now for six months though, for them to accomplish specific goals in the next six months, they realistically, as far as financial goals, how many goals would you suggest that they have? I mean, that's a hard question, because again, I don't want these guys to start feeling overwhelmed because then they're not gonna accomplish anything right so how many would you suggest they have uh, so they can reasonably see the results of their efforts
1: just in the financial goal just on that part I think I would say maybe three tops and they need to be super specific so that could I mean I always go to listing inventory since that drives everything else that they do and in most cases that by itself once you've achieved that, and you know, there's a lot of things that come along with that, becoming a better pricer, becoming a stronger listing agent, having a pre-listing package, a listing presentation. You know, so it sounds like that's a simple goal, but it actually comes attached with a whole bunch of other stuff you probably have to do to actually achieve that. So I would say a listing goal based on an income goal and a, you know, a unit goal. And pretty much you get good at that, you are set, because then you can essentially lather, rinse, and repeat. Make sense?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So, Julie, if someone is way behind where they hope to be and they're Mm -hmm. struggling and they're wondering how they're going to make ends meet and they're thinking, oh, my God, Christmas is six months away. I thought it was longer. I don't have any money. I'm just in total panic mode. Um, How does this information still benefit them?
1: Well, it benefits them more than probably anybody else because they got to get cracking yesterday. And so if they are already with one of our coaches, they need to be following what their coach is telling them to do, which is either the 90-day massive action plan, the survival plan, or what their treasure map has called for, which are probably all very similar if you've done all of them, and taking massive action. So for somebody like that, that it's like make it or break it, they've got to set a 30-day very specific goal. And we talk about things like, you know, if you're typically – Right now we're hearing a lot of buyers but can't find them anything, keep getting outbid. Well, you got to get better at that because while you're learning to be a listing agent, you've got to live on something. For some of you, you might need to get the BPO machine cranking. There's lots of different things that we do as coaches that we do for you and with you when you're in kind of a survival or rebuilding mode. That's not what it's going to be like forever, but that gets you back in the game. And then how we coach you six months from now or even 90 days from now we're getting you through that situation, which is not unusual. Our coaches are all good at getting people from point A to point B in that uh, quick time frame, but you've got to be coachable and take action. Well, then once you're there and you have a little bit more financial stability, hopefully a lot more if you're being coachable, well, then the nature of your coaching changes. It, you know, we would be terrible coaches if we just started working on something that's going to take you a while to put together while we let you starve to death. We don't do that. So for somebody that's on the edge, we have some specific plans that we're doing. And coaches that are listening to this radio show, you know who your clients are that are on those plans. So coaching isn't just for the top-producing grizzled veteran. It's for people who are getting back into it, returning to it, getting their licenses. You know, I I always call my uh, REO agents recovering REO addicts that had a good machine going, and now they're getting back to it. You know, I mean, if you want to hear a panicked call, it's somebody that's cranked the REOs and now they have to go on a big listing appointment that they have to compete with. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since I did that. So it's not just when all things are shiny and rosy. That's why we have these plans. Following the plan is so much easier than trying to go it alone and sort of winging your way through it and praying to the real estate gods that something's going to happen.
0: Well, you know, Julie, the other thing is, is that when someone's basically in, in a survival mode, desperation mode, they're generally speaking going to be more coachable than when somebody is basically oh, rolling definitely. in it and they think they have it all figured out. So that that's the interesting little paradigm for all of you guys. So
1: much more many coachable. Of, it's not even funny.
0: <laughs> right. So many of you guys that are essentially having your best years ever, making in many cases I know more money than you ever thought you'd make before, having these months where you guys are making hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in a month. You know, those are great coaching calls. They're fun. But the thing is, is you got to you got to unring the bell a little bit. You've got to go back maybe 18 or 24 months. You've got to remember uh, the fact that maybe 18 or 24 months ago, you were probably in panic mode yourself. And that's really what caused you to take massive uh, momentum, or rather take massive action and build the momentum that you're enjoying now. So this whole thing is a process. And those of you who are essentially at cruising altitude and maybe even thinking about going a little bit higher, uh, that's fantastic. But you, please, please do not forget that um, if you do not continue to take action, if you do not to continue to take massive action, I promise you, you will find yourself back on that runway again. So that process of constantly basically climbing and then falling, climbing and then falling, that's not something you have to experience. That's something you're doing to yourself voluntarily. You have to take responsibility for that. So those of you who are basically still on the runway and you're trying to figure out how to fuel the plane, let alone get it off the ground, request a free coaching fault. I'm sorry, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And those of you who are having your best years ever, that's fantastic. If you want to continue that momentum, if not take it to the next level, same thing, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We love what we do. We love helping you guys. We are so thankful, and I'm sure many of you are too, that this real estate market uh, has finally turned the corner. You know, we were predicting this a couple of years ago that this would be the start of probably a seven to ten year real estate uh, boom, and it is. Now, will there be a recession? Probably. Where I'm predicting that we're going to be experiencing a mild recession sometime in the next uh, probably 12 months. Won't really have that great of an effect on most of you, but just it's going to happen. Don't overreact to it. Just keep your head down. Um, And yeah, so there'll be other headwinds that are going to happen over the next 7 to 10 years. It's called normal. It's the normal part of any kind of recovering real estate market, any kind of economy where there's going to be ebbs and flows. But don't participate in the ebbs and flows. Choose a life of ever-increasing existence. Choose a life of ever-increasing income. Choose a life of ever-increasing riches. And that only happens when you choose a life where you're going to be of service to others. And the more folks you help at the higher level and the highest level you can, the more money you're going to make. The formula for success is that simple. If you're not enjoying the quality of life um, and across the board, right? not enjoying the house you want to have, the cars you want to have, the health you want to have, the clothes you want to have, the education for your family you want to have, the food you want, all that stuff. If you're not enjoying the quality of life that you want to have, it's simply because you have yet to accept the fact that all those things will happen when you are of service to more folks. The people that are successful in our industry have simply accepted the fact that the more people that they help, the more money that they're going to make. That's the formula. Helping more people equals more success and more money. So learn how to be of, of service to more people. And that comes from, yes, your mindset, but also your skill set. The reason that someone choose, a seller chooses one agent over the other is because of the skill set. But what got you there in the first place was your mindset. So if there's anything we can be doing to help you guys at any time, always remember to request a free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. And we have a new title sponsor that we're going to be welcoming aboard, I believe tomorrow, VTech. And also today's show was sponsored by our good friends at Z Buyers. Remember, Z Buyers also will um, help you guys connect directly with motivated sellers. So definitely check out Z Buyers. If you want to learn more about Z Buyers, listen to past radio shows. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs,